Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer, bringing you today, episode 60, an interview with Margaret Stoll, writer of the YA book, Black Widow. But before we get to that, we've talked about it in a previous podcast. We have our first sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code Woman of Marvel at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Stay tuned for more details in a little bit and enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I am Judy Stevens, producer. Sana Manith, director of content development. And we're bringing you today a writer that is joining the Marvel team. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Margaret Stoll, author of the forthcoming Black Widow Forever Red. Ooh. And I'm trying not to die that I'm on the Women of Marvel podcast <laughs> right now. This, you guys, this is killing me. I am dying. But you've joined us before at New York Comic Con. I, that, was, that was the second greatest moment of my life. I have this clear list. The first was the day I got the phone call saying I could write the Black Widow novel. I died. I have, like, the most vivid adrenaline memory of it. I know, like, where I was standing in Italy, what I had, the tomato that was in my hand. <laughs> I died 4,000 adrenaline times. <laughs> and I will never forget that day. That was the greatest moment of my life. It was being on that panel with the women of Marvel was the second greatest day of my life. And that was an amazing panel. Like, so for those of you who are not there, we've talked about that panel in particular. It was like a moment where we realized, oh my God, something is happening, and oh wait, Women of Marvel panels are successful. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like 14 women creators on stage, like sitting on top of each other. And this was Margaret's, that's actually when we made the Black Widow, um, the novel announcement, yeah. and Margaret Stoll's first introduction to our world, and you killed it. You were like I a have big... goosebumps right now. You can like, if you <laughs> guys does. could see. I think I at one know. point you like took the mic and you stood up and you like made everyone cheer, and I, we were all like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like, <laughs> I, oh, I was like in it. Was, I was living like a dream sequence, actually. Yeah. So that was like a whole surreal thing. Like well, I, you know. Yeah, I no, it's awesome, and it, you know, your excitement and your passion for it is, I mean, makes us very, very happy. Um, you know, you're such an accomplished writer. You are beautiful creatures, which yeah. became a film. Um, and now, of course, we're lucky enough to have you write this. This is really a first young adult novel that Marvel yeah. is doing, Black Widow. It's a really big, big step for us. We're very excited. I think for women of Marvel, we're, we're kind of reaching out to, to even more audiences this way. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what that experience has been like and maybe a little bit about the story if you want and maybe nothing too much, but mm-hmm. just what that experience of, uh, of taking a character like Black Widow and, and making her into a young adult story. Yes, I've done that. I've, I've worked on comic book uh, stories a couple times in terms of world building mm-hmm. for video games. Both projects were, one was with my own production you know, game studio, and uh, both were published through Activision. One was their first Spider-Man game, and one was Fantastic Four uh, that came around with the last movie, which does not tell you anything about how old I am. <laughs> 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 we spent a lot of time modeling Jessica Alba's cheekbones for that. Right. But um, <laughs> her ponytail, because that was easier. It's hard to do hair, you know. Uh, but uh, so there's always this process by which you dive all the way in. You read every book you have. You read every comic you go through. Every single thing. 
um, because that's your material. And that's the wonderful thing about working with comics is there's so much. Mm -hmm. There's like a mountain. And then it, it becomes this thing about which, which of her stories are the most important to be told. What's the most relevant for a teen you know, audience? Uh, and I always have had great guidance. Um, Sana is like a, I mean, I'm so starstruck by you. Like, really, this <laughs> is like. no sense. No, 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 sense. no. Like, I can't I believe we're, I'm in a conversation me. with you guys. It's freaking me out. <laughs> um, so that was like, I kind of knew, I knew what I was getting into in terms of Marvel. Like, I know what a content, you know, like, you guys are the gods in 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 the content you know not just in comics but in yeah. all, in all licensing mm -hmm. so i knew you treat this with the utmost respect yeah not just because you love this character but this whole universe like there's a way this goes down i think uh i immersed myself in in the world out of respect for what you do and also you know i want to do right by natasha and then after that i knew there was not a note you could give me I would not take because you would know better than I would mm -hmm. in terms of what this character needed and what her world needed. And I'm not sure that, I mean, not to say how great I am, but that is, I think, where the intersection of being a, you know, being an established writer in the YA world, but also having worked with, with Marvel in particular. Like, I, not everyone understands not to be so precious with their own drafts. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was lucky because you're a genius, Sana, and I had great commentary. Like, I just had great... I, I never felt like I, like, I was, like I was going to be steered in, in the wrong way. And then also, Emily Meehan is another genius. Yeah, she's great, yeah. Who's at um, Disney Hyperion, Disney Publishing, and she's the one who's like, you know, I I have never taken a licensed job as a young adult writer because in some ways I was too fancy in terms of I created worlds that became movies or whatever or once. But like I, I, you know, it's not the kind of thing you would do if it wasn't, holy crap, Marvel. Yeah. Like, so if it wasn't Natasha Romanoff, like, wake me up, pinch my yeah. face. So she p said, no, I only want to find the very, like, the writers who are exactly right for this. Mm -hmm. That's all I want, and I don't want to do it otherwise. Yeah. So she fought for that, which I think is, she. that was, like, the amazing move right there. And then between her really championing, championing, championing what deserves to be in a YA no novel and you guys protecting your universe and your characters, I just felt really supported all along. Yeah, and that's actually, that's a dream to hear as an editor, to be like, yeah, I'm not too precious for notes. Like, we no. love hearing that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, you brought up a comment earlier, and it, it's, we've actually been doing interviews um, with, uh, with Margaret earlier, uh, but, so it's going to be repetitive for you, I apologize, but right. the concept of, you know, what makes the young adult genre so, what's that stylistically different? Like, what yeah. is it about the young adult, and how does that lend itself to the comic book uh, right. market and to the comic book audience? Like, is there a connection? Yes. Well, first of all, anyone that thinks it's easier to write for a young adult than an adult is an idiot. They, they can, you know, they, a teen can detect BS better than anyone. Totally. They will get rid of you so fast. It is about authenticity of experience, mm -hmm. and those are real experiences. 
So uh, I have two, I have a 22-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 14-year-old. I know you find that shocking. Just <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh, what? Wait, thank what? you. You're shocked. <laughs> I appear to you today as a miracle of modern science. <laughs> I am the oldest living woman you will ever encounter. Um, but, no, but so I've seen sort of the spectrum of a teen reader as it evolved, even though 80% of adults, 80% uh, of our books are also read by adults. But we, what we deliver is an authentic, emotionally honest, vivid, you know, uh, immediate teen experience in the head of a character. But it's also this amazing moment. It's about firsts. It's when, it's when a teen is coming to uh, terms with, like, who they are in the universe. And other authors have really funny ways of talking about this. It's like... I can't even remember who said this, but one of them said, it's when girl meets world and learns that world sucks. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but it's also like a time of these sort of imprint experiences that in a way you're reliving paler versions of it ever after as an, as an adult. And what I love about writing uh, teen sci-fi and fantasy, which is my specialty, is I love to literalize these huge emotional issues and study it from this sort of perspective of, you know, building these these universes where you can you can kind of explore really, really literally like, you know, you want to study the human experience. Well you're right, you write about inhumans. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And mm -hmm. you can see that from these different perspectives. You want to write about powers and a teen that feels powerless, you talk about their actual powers, uh, you know, of when they had powers and are powerful, mm -hmm. you know, and have supernatural abilities. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about, you know, what it is to be human? Fine. Talk about what it is to be alien. Let's have actual aliens. And then mm -hmm. we can see what the human story is. And that's how, you know, in a way, some some people say it's it's about safe experiences. It's about trying difficult things out in the safety of a book. And sometimes that's true. But on the other hand, these are also totally real experiences. And I guess mm -hmm. that's the thing you guys know and we know in, in YA is that to our readers, these are super real experiences. In the hilarious words of one of my daughters who was in love, deeply in love with a fictional boy, as many people have been, she said. I, I said at some point, you know he's not real, right? Uh, when we were on vacation together and she was insane and only like googling every comment you know this fictional boy had ever like been quoted as ever having mm -hmm. made and she said mom he's as real as all the other boys who aren't in this room right now are <laughs> <laughs> and i thought yeah, that's right that's I mean, he, amazing must meet your daughter <laughs> they're, all, they're all totally crazy the book is actually dedicated the natasha book is dedicated to my 14 year old who is such a butt kicker that her dean from school called me and said, you really ought to buy that girl a cape. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Because <laughs> I, I, she's earned that cape. And that's, but at the same time, those kids who demand justice, like that's yeah. what they want. Yeah. They, I am not worried about the future of the world. Teens are, they are, they are a better breed than adults. Mm -hmm. They really are. Yeah. And I love the direction they're going. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you guys have been able to pioneer such like radical change and these, these like huge strides women in comics are making. Yeah, there. That's because our young, our younger readers are 
are empowered girl and boy readers, but they're like right there. They're ahead of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want more than you can even give. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because we have like there is such an intersection based on everything that you're, yeah. you've been saying. Like there's such an intersection in like YA content and what Marvel has been doing. Like spe you're talking about sort of what your principles, your your perspective on what it means to write yeah. uh, a YA book. And that's really like that's the heart of the Marvel message, right? It's like telling these superhuman stories like through the eyes of like the human beings. Right. And fundamentally that's how you get to know both versions of that those characters. Right. Um, but that's why like I think we're we're beginning to start piercing that younger market yeah. um, that we need. I think comics quite frankly really needs. But it's very, very exciting to be able to do that. And now to be able to have this, sort of this cross-pollination with, mm. with the, the YA world um, in such a direct way and with someone who's so experienced in that genre. Yeah. Before we get back to our interview with Margaret, I want to talk a little bit about how excited we are that Squarespace is our sponsor. As a photographer, I always have to update my portfolio and website with all my recent photos. Thankfully, Squarespace is around to help photographers and artists build and update their websites, even if they don't know how to do the techie HTML coding stuff. And they have super simple tools to build a site like no time at all. All that while being super safe and stable. Millions of people use Squarespace every day, and it's kind of obvious why. Fast, simple, safe, and awesome. Their plans start at $8 a month, and you can get a free domain if you sign up for a year. We've got some really neat stuff cooking for the podcast using Squarespace, so stay tuned. Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code WOMANOFMARVEL to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Now back to Margaret. We wanted uh, to also... Uh, talk about another character, which we have not. We actually, and I know Margaret's guys. Like, I'm goosebumping again. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's been dying to talk about this, and uh, we haven't been allowed her to do it. We're actually at BA this weekend, um, and we're at, we're talking to you from far in the past because <laughs> right now, yeah, <laughs> this is the past, you guys, because we're banking this interview until we make this announcement officially. But oh, we've the, been banked. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new character that you write about and her relationship with Natasha, which I think is really beautiful. Um, why don't you why don't you talk about her? Yeah, well, well, she, well, obviously her, and then of course what we're doing with her. Yeah, she is. Uh, she is a girl from Ukraine mm -hmm. whose uh, mother was a quantum physicist, and uh, she's basically she and Natasha have tangled with the same. The same man has ruined you know many days of both of their lives. And I'm trying not. I'm trying to pick my words carefully, <laughs> but um, basically, so they've they've intersected once uh, very early on, and in a way that was so meaningful to this particular girl. A, her name's Ava, Ava Orlova, that she has grown up sort of fixating on what the Black Widow would or wouldn't do, and is she heroic or not, mm -hmm. and kind of how has she disappointed her or or saved her? You know, these are all things that this girl has fixated on so the so Natasha has been a role model but also you know a, a moment of conflict for her from a difficult time so she has crafted a character for herself that she would be the red widow 
and it's sort of her, you know, it's her response to the the Natasha in her, basically, and what she would do differently, or you know, and and do the same. So, seeing that sort of mirroring of two women or, or girls, even who were exposed to a sort of similar set of circumstances, taking part of a journey that's the same and part of it that's each their own. And um, it, was a, it was a way to sort of push Natasha to some more intimate conversations and to sort of get some, get some story out of her that she wouldn't nat naturally share. And then this character sort of flowered into this beautiful thing on her own and really finds her voice and finds her way in the world. And, and lo and behold, sort of emerges as, as a, you know, in a way, a Marvel character in her own right, mm -hmm. although she was called in to serve a, a different purpose. So it's, it's kind of interesting, the Natasha Romanoff ripple effect, <laughs> right? But she's sort of a girl who has been empowered by her association with Natasha. And right. she will also be, um, you get a first... You heard it here first, actually. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, dun, nobody dun, heard dun. it because it's just us. But in this room, we, in, in we heard it here first. In, in actual reality, this is the first time we're saying this out loud, but we have um, a great introduction to this character in a short story, which uh, Margaret Stroll will be writing, and this is the first time you see um, The Red Widow. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to give a little, little taste of, of what's to expect or... Um, like five seconds. <laughs> uh, you see some of her street life in Brooklyn, and you see some kind of some beginning of her discovering things about herself that are starting to change. And there is some butt kicking. Mm -hmm. There is some butt kicking that comes along with that. And it's great because now we have you when you guys are reading the novel. This actually comes out in September. The 10 page is going to be in the Shield uh, 50, 50th anniversary special called Mockingbird mm. um, on sale in September, uh, one month before the official uh, the launch of Black Widow, the novel. So it's it's a great like um, sort of appetizer to uh, the series. Is that the right great taste? I don't I, know. I like the word appetizer. Appetizer. I like appetizers in general. Yeah. Um, uh, I am so beyond jazzed about that. Like I am like just freaking out about that. Yeah, Margaret keeps telling us, she's like, oh, absolutely, I'm going to write that, and I'll pay you to write it. And I'm like, stop telling people that. <laughs> <laughs> we have people here who will be like, yes, and thank you. I think I really would. In fact, people have started to calculate. They're like, like, think how much money you saved by actually being paid any money at all to write this book. <laughs> like, I know, really, it's the absence of the bribing that I would have done. <laughs> no, but even looking like... You sent me, Sana, a sample script. Mm -hmm. I like. I almost burst into tears. In fact, I probably teared up. But like, this the most emo Marvel writer. I know. <laughs> but just like the, just like just seeing the panels called yeah. out, and uh, I just, I died. I was just. I was dying with honor. But you know what's so great? It's her first comic book script, and you know how to write visually, which yeah. is a really tough thing for prose writers to go in and be like, oh, I got to like, understanding what the world is going to look like, and you need to be able to relay that information to the writer, and you did a really great job with that. Um, so... Uh, yes. I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, so guys, please check it out. Um, check it out in September, and then pick up the Black Widow novel in October. Yes, please. Did you, did you have anything else to add? 
Uh, I, I think that, like, I would love to hear you continue to talk forever, Margaret. You're so amazing. Please, um, please, I will. we can have you on the New York Comic Con panel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I'll come back in Maybe, uh, maybe we should, we, I, I, what I want to in like, the future podcast is talk about how you got to become a writer, but yeah. we're almost at 20 minutes. And I <laughs> we could do, we should do a 20 hour podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we were thinking at some point to do sort of, you know, the, the, the writer's room, like get a couple of writers yeah. together, whether we do a phone call, um, yeah. and, just people talk about the writing process and what oh, works yeah. and what doesn't and especially between different like genres and different yeah. formats i think that's really helpful especially for new um writers uh which actually brings me to um we always like asking people everyone asks the same question but mm-hmm. what would your piece of advice be to 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 bar- budding artists and writers i would say have mercy on yourself but not on your work i would say um you know don't like if you are so afraid that you're going to make something crappy, you will never make anything at all. And I promise you, I have made everything so like I have done a worse job than you on so, <laughs> so many occasions. And that's what gives me permission to keep going. And if I waited until I thought I had the perfect thing in me, there would be nothing at all. Yeah. I would be too afraid. So just don't be such a chicken. That's what I say to everyone. It took me until I was this incredibly old age of 20 (laughs) (laughs) to write a novel because it was the thing I most wanted to do. And I was afraid that 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 would fail. So I go to, I see schools all the time. Our book's in 50 countries. I wrote it with Cami Garcia. They're my kid's teacher on a dare from my 14-year-old. That's a story for another day. And I, I set out to prove her wrong that I could write a whole novel because I'm super ADD. And she said, you'll never finish it because you don't finish anything. And um, I said, oh, I'll show challenge. you. Challenge. I'm throwing down. You're going down. But the point was I didn't have to write a good book. I just had to write a book. <laughs> and so I set out to write the crappiest book known to mankind. Yeah. And, I, and that's the only thing that got me to do it. Sometimes you have Drops to get the my- garbage out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Don't, you know, everyone listening at home, don't be afraid to try. I think we, we say this, you know, uh, everyone has a different way of saying don't be afraid. Yeah. Be know. crappy. Be crappy. <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. Don't, don't be a chicken. Be crappy. Be crappy. <laughs> be super crappy. Um... All right, so hopefully we'll get you back at the next yeah. next Women of Marvel panel at some point. Yeah. Uh, we'll up, be updating you guys for that. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll have another podcast in the future where we'll talk for 20 hours. Yeah, yes. yeah. I hope you guys are all prepared. They're all ready. <laughs> They're with me. We're going to need bathroom breaks, so there'll be more. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I will talk straight through while you're peeing. That's fine. Hit mute. I don't care. So the book is out in uh, October. October. Uh, the uh, mini story is out in September, so that's enough time for you guys to make a Red Widow costume and show up at New York Comic Con. I challenge you. Oh yeah. my God! I can't believe you just said that. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so here's your challenge, everyone out there: make a costume, show up to the New York Comic Con Woman of Marvel panel, and make Margaret Soul cry. <laughs> oh my God! Seriously, I I you do that, and I I will. You will watch me. I will. Combust. I will internally combust. So please. Well, we do don't that. want her to combust, but yeah. we just want her to maybe cry a little bit. Do you have a Twitter or something that people M-Stole. can follow? M S T O H L at M Stoll. Uh, Instagram, Tumblr, all the, all the things. But Twitter is where I live the most. Awesome. So, tweet out if you guys have any questions. If you ever have any questions for us, our email is 
our email is womanof at marvel.com. If you're on, listening on iTunes, rate and review because we'll totally appreciate it. Uh, and we are talking to you from the past, so I don't know what's going on <laughs> next week. <laughs> But we want to thank you for joining us, Margaret. Thank you, Margaret. It's, it is greatest honor number six, I believe, awesome. of my life. We're up there. Still top, 10. top ten. Top <laughs> ten. We got. We got to. We got to. We got to get up in the top five. Every one of those is a woman of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> a woman of Marvel point. Just FYI. So you've given me like at least six. I think six. Walking by the wall was one. Oh, that's <laughs> Sitting a good wall. with you, another. The original phone call. The woman yes. of Marvel panel. There we go. <laughs> we might only be at four. Ah. Not the comic. Five. <laughs> oh, man, that's real love. That's real love. Oh, very lucky. Guy. Okay, we will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.